0: You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? We are back here for another edition of Locked On Tigers. And I am, of course, your host, Scott Bentley, Um, off day yesterday. Today is Tuesday, August 10th, 2021. The Tigers did not play on Monday, and there's really no news to talk about. No injury update. The trade deadline's passed. We already talked about Scopes extension. Really no no news out of Tigers camp whatsoever yesterday, and no game to recap. So, we're going to have a little bit of fun here today. A little bit of a wild card episode we are going to uh, – I know early on we talked about doing like the scorecard thing. I think I'm going to save that for kind of the dead days of the off season because I know that there will be plenty of those. And, and while we have regular season content rolling on, I don't want to burn through all my uh, all my old scorecards that quickly. So uh, that that is something. Someone asked me about that the other day, and I just wanted to address it. We will get into to that, and I, I am really excited – for that segment, because I have I have hundreds of old scorecards, but um yeah, I'm going to save those for the offseason, I think. Today, we are going to look at what the 2022 Detroit Tigers could, uh, could potentially look like. I think that's a fun thing. We're going to take a look at the offense, starting rotation, and the bullpen in the three segments, and just take a look, play around with some ideas. And uh, and take a look at, at what a a potential not opening day 2022 because there's you know service time manipulation and all that jazz and, and I don't want to you know like like I expect Torquin and Green to be here by the end of next season so I, I I'm not gonna do opening day because because who knows but um I I think. Like a, like a post-trade deadline, you know, second half of 2022 Tigers outlook would be a pretty fun thing to do. And then, you know, Turnbull and all that. So that's what we're going to do today. And that's what we're going to take a look at. I think just after the scope extension, it's kind of good timing. We have a pretty good outlook of who's going to be here and who's not. We know who's available in free agency. Be kind of a fun thing. So let's 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 play. Let's play this this metaphorical game that doesn't have a name that I just invented five minutes ago before I started recording, okay? (laughs) Welcome back, Locked on Tigers, Scott Bentley. Tuesday, August 10th, let's ride. All right, I'm not gonna do a specific batting order, like lineup, we're just gonna go position by position, okay? So this is, let's pick a date. This is uh, September 1st of 2022. How about that? That work for everybody, September 1st? So like, assuming everyone's healthy, And where this is like, you know, post-trade deadline. So like everybody who's going to get traded has gone. And, and, you know, I I doubt we're going to be bringing people in really next year, but you never know. Um, So like, like solidified all the, all the kids that are going to make the majors and debut next year, they're all up by then. Like, I feel like that's a good, solid date. Okay. So we're going to go September 1, 2022. What does this Tigers team look like? okay let's start with the offense um I guess we can do I'm this is so on the fly I'm so so I've been brainstorming all day trying to figure out what to talk about and I'm really pumped for this idea but I didn't really organize it very well I like I know the players I want to talk about but I didn't organize the format super well so let's do like I guess we can just start with catcher and then just kind of move around the infield and then the outfield so Uh, catcher Eric Haas will undoubtedly be on this team next year and Jake Rogers will be on this team next year. Those are, I don't expect us to sign a catcher anymore. I know for the last half a decade, pretty much, we've just been signing catchers and (laughs) won one year deals and they've all been terrible. And that's what we've had. Andrew, uh, the catching situation here was so bad that, that Austin, not Andrew, Austin Romine came here and played catcher and was terrible, but we have been so used to horrible catching that he actually convinced like half the fan base that he was somewhat good here when he absolutely was not. That's how horrible our catching situation has been for the last half a decade. So I think, I don't expect them to do any one year deals like that. I think that they're very happy going into next season with Jake Rogers and Eric Haas. And then if he has a really good season in in triple next year you could see dingler but i think personally i think dingler's more on a twenty twenty three pace than a 2022 pace he's he's off to a very slow start in double a i think he's probably going to start next season in double a then maybe get be like a AAA call up next year and then take the next season to be a, a major league call up so um also some of that uh probably depends on if eric haas can continue doing what he's doing which is a, a question mark so, catcher, those are my two. Not not any shocking development. It's gonna be it's gonna be Rogers and, and Haas. First base by September 1, 2022. Spencer Torkelson. Uh, I, I fully expect him to make his debut next year, and I fully expect it to not be in the first three months of the season. So there you go. I think he's probably gonna, gonna finish off this year in double A, get his double A B's. Start next year in AAA or get called up to AAA really, really early on. Um, and I have no reason to believe that he won't hit very well there. And then be in the majors by, I mean, clearly by September 1st. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was like a post-trade deadline call-up, okay? So Spencer Torgelson, first base. Second base is pretty easy now. Jonathan Scope. Uh, I think that Scopey will probably be the everyday first baseman for... A majority of the first half unless we go out and sign like a one-year rental first baseman which which wouldn't be the most shocking thing either um but uh but if they plan on going into next year with the same kind of scope and miggy with tandem until torkelson's ready that 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 wouldn't also wouldn't surprise me so uh but by september one once torkelson's called up jonathan scopes our second baseman that's how that's gonna work the second torkelson is called up um, Jonathan Scope becomes the everyday second baseman. So, that's uh, those are the first three. Shortstop. Let's go third base first, actually, because it's way easier. Jamer Candelario will be the everyday third baseman all year next year. Uh, no really in-depth thing needed. He's going to be the third baseman. Been solid there defensively. Been uh, pretty pretty darn good offensively the last two years. You know His power stroke has been a little lower this year. Uh, he's hitting a hell of a lot of doubles, just the home runs, I should say specifically are, are not super prevalent, but he, he's still at a very respectable season. And, uh, if he can keep doing what he's doing, he can be, you know, a six or a, 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 six hole hitter playing third base on a competitive team, I believe. So, uh, I'm, I'm very content with leaving candy there. Then we'll get to short, uh, Shortstop will be nobody in this organization. And if it is, something has gone horribly wrong. Something has gone catastrophically wrong. If someone currently in the Tigers' entire organization at every any level is the everyday starting shortstop on September 1st of next year. Something has gone wrong. Or Alavila is just the worst GM in the sport. There is, no like, even if you don't sign one of the big names, which would be beyond stupid and I will be furious about, if you truly were to bring in no one, you uh, words can't describe how stupid of a person you are. And if you are listening to this and like, damn, I think we shouldn't sign a shortstop. I apologize. Not a personal attack on you. I just could not disagree with you more. So, that's that's the the shortstop. Now, who it is specifically, I'm I'm down with Trevor Story still. Uh, the most of the fans want Correa would obviously be very okay with that. Um, some people want Corey Seager would be very okay with that. I'm not going to say no to any of those guys. Uh, Baez is a little bit more of a debate for me. I would probably get over it at the end of the day because it would at least indicate an attempt to win, but uh, would not be in my top three choices. And then after you get outside of those four, then you're getting into uh, like like Marcus Semien would not be you know one of my first few choices. Those are my top three. If it's one of those three, I'm going to be very happy. And then after that, it becomes case by case with the majority of them being disappointment. So... It's got to be. It's got to be a big name shortstop. You got to make a splash in free agency. You literally have to. You have to. Okay? You have to. So that's it for shortstop. Uh, we'll start in right. Right field, Robbie Grossman. Um, I think that, yeah, he's a great addition to this team. OBP King. Walk King. Solid enough defensively. Love the man to death. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy. It's... It's one of my favorite Alavila signings literally of all time is, is Robbie Grossman. In Alavila's entire Tigers tenure, Robbie Grossman is one of my favorite um, signings of his ever. So very okay with him. Very okay with him uh, in right field next year. Um, then we'll go left. Left will be Akil Badu. Left field September 1 should still be Akil Badu. If it's not, um, I wouldn't say that means like something's gone wrong. It probably just means like Badu regressed a little bit. But I, I don't, honestly, I'm, with the way he's been working counts and drawing walks and cut down the strikeouts, I, I really don't see him. I don't see that. I really don't see him regressing too terribly much. Uh, so I, I'm very pumped about the future of Akil Badu. Another, another – pick and or player in which alavila deserves some credit for um rule five pick and and is now looking like in my eyes should be a part of the future outfield when this team's competitive again so so props to props to al on that one too for whatever that's worth um okay now we'll get to center by september one of 2022 i expect riley green to be the center fielder for this baseball team now I will say that that's not set in stone. That's not something like, oh, if he's not up by September 1, something's wrong. And it wouldn't shock me beyond belief if there was a signing. Like we signed an outfielder who could play center field. That really would not surprise me at all. Uh, And then on top of that, if we didn't sign anyone, it wouldn't surprise me if we were still... Uh, rocking with Derek Hill, who, who is is not on this list, but I think will be a pretty prevalent part of next year's team uh, being a, a really important fourth outfielder for this team next year and taking in hopefully another step in his development. So I don't want that to be lost, but, um, and then, you know, Grossman's on an expiring deal in 2022. So so maybe Hill's more of a long-term option, but uh, for 2022, that's all we're talking about. Um, I, I do expect Green to be there by September one. But again, if he wasn't, it, that wouldn't be. That's like the one. That's honestly the one I'm least sure about of all nine positions. Um, or eight. No, nine, because DH is going to be Miguel Cabrera. So there you go. That's a quick analysis. DH will be Miggy. Um, of all of them, center field's the one that I'm by far least confident in. Um, just because of that, that depends on Riley Green's AAA season next year, and it also depends on if we we can go out and sign a center fielder as a placeholder until Green's ready, or if they have faith in Derrick Hill, it could be him. Like there's that's the one with the most variance and, and the most variation. So um, I'll, I'm interested to see what we do with center field, but uh, and then yeah, DH is Maggie. So there you go. Of of the offense, you have Rodgers and Haas behind the dish. Torkelson one, Scope two. Hopefully, one of Story, Correa, Seeger at short, Candy at third, uh, Keel and left, Green in center, and uh, Grossman in right. And then, like I said, probably the bench people are, are going to be a revolving door still next year probably, so I'm not going to go into those. But that is my offense for September 1st of 2022. We'll, it'll be interesting to go back in, uh, in due time and kind of relook and see how, how close I was. Okay, let's get into the starting rotation because there's some interesting ones in that too. But first, I got to talk to everybody about our friends over at betonline.ag. Betonline's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season in full swing, you can track it all at bet online get all the latest news odds and info for all your sporting needs including mlb nba nhl even your ufc and mma action so before the next pitch head over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news sign-up bonuses and contest information don't sit on the sidelines anymore this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs in the playoffs uh baseball season playoff push baby so head to the website user's mobile device up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus using promo code Locked on. That's promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, everybody, we are back here for our segment two of Locked On Tigers. We're gonna be finishing up our uh, our, our what our roster should-ish look like. Maybe, maybe should's the wrong word. What I think our roster, what I think our roster should look like on September 1, one, twenty twenty two. Uh, yeah, let's get into the uh, let's get into the pitching. So we can do starting pitching first, and then end on the bullpen. Uh, the rotation, Mize, Manning, Scooble, should all be in there on on September one. Mize, Manning, Scooble should should be on there with no limits. They should all be on there. I'll be pitching with with no innings restrictions, no babying, no anything. All three of them should just be free reign, uh, especially Mize and Scooble. I guess I guess you could make an argument, maybe maybe you baby Manning a little bit next year, but September is kind of a weird time to do that. I don't know. It also depends on injury situation, whatever. Um, so so what? A, that's up to be debated. But those three, undoubtedly. Uh, should and will be in the rotation by September 1st, uh, or on September 1st, I should say, of next season. Now, after that is where it gets a little interesting. So, if we were doing an a opening day 2023 rotation, Spencer Turnbull would be in there for me. I do not think he's going to pitch next year, though. I think, I think they're just going to shut him down for the entire season, let him do his rehab uh, and then he can start building strength back up uh, and get the velo back up next winter, and then hopefully be ready. Kind of ease into it in spring training and be ready opening day of uh, of 2023. Um, I, I really do not expect him to pitch next year. So. Even though I still think he's very much part of the long-term plan, I think he's a solid rotation, piece, like mid-rotation piece for a, a playoff team. Everybody not like top twenty. Turnbull, that's me. Like I, I think the world of Spencer Turnbull. I, I think he has such a high ceiling and could be really, really good. Um, but but next year, if we're just looking at September first of next year, uh, you know that that Tommy John is brutal, man. Really devastating stuff. So I don't expect him to uh to be on there september 1st of next year so he's going to be left off of this even though again long-term plans of the team i very much still think he is a part of and, and should be a part of them um matthew boyd now this is the discussion right matthew boyd um should have been traded in 2019 if he was healthy this year I would have been advocating for him to have been traded this year at the deadline. But we didn't trade him in 19, and he's been on the IL for a month, so we we couldn't trade him this year either. Next year, Matt Boyd, I believe, is on an expiring deal next year. I believe his arbitration runs out at the end of next season. Um... (laughs) September 1st is post trade deadline, right? It's a very interesting debate. Very interesting debate. I would say I would say he shouldn't be on the team. But this is also that 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 will have been the third different time in his what by that point will be 6-year major league career that I have advocated for us to trade the man. And that feels ridiculous. But 2019 was such a fumbling of the bag. He had such good value and you blew it. So I'm going to leave Matt Boyd off of my September 1st, 2022 rotation. We're going to have those three. And we're going to have a man named Justin Verlander in there as well. Uh, The rumors have been rampant for like two years now. That when his contract's over in Houston, he would come back. Tommy John. Um, Houston, even with the Tommy John, would be stupid not to offer him anything because uh, their starting rotation could still use a Justin Verlander. Um, I It just makes so much sense. It makes so much sense. He's hitting his, his twilight years. He's coming off of Tommy John. You could get him for a lot cheaper than than you would have ever been able to get Justin Verlander before in his entire career. The, the almost career-long Tiger. He even made comments literally a week ago that said it would be like a great full circle moment. And he'd love to do it. Like I, It just makes way too much sense. We are about a starter short of having a full rotation at – Makes all the sense in the world, man. It really does. And he like that. And the biggest thing is, uh, you know, oh, I don't expect Chris Illich to spend money, whatever. It, it, he wouldn't even be that expensive. And you could get him on like a one or two year deal because he's almost forty and or is forty at the, will be whatever at at or around forty coming off Tommy John. The market's not going to be bouncing off the walls for him. I don't know, man. It makes way too much sense in my eyes. So that's four starters I've given you. We're still a starter short. Uh, there's a lot of ways that I could see the fifth spot going. For starters, it could just very well be Matt Boyd. And for the third time in his career, I could have wanted him to be traded and he won't get traded. Okay, we'll start off with that. Very well could be. And and look, if we're, if we're like competing next year, if we're in a race next year, then you know we're not going to sell, so there you go. But if we're out of the playoff picture, going in you know in in July, if we're like eight or more games out of it, um, I don't see any reason why you would hold on to him. Okay, so it could just be Matt Boyd, but I don't have him on there. Um, within the organization, I don't think any other starters in this organization are really like you know. 12 months away from being in the majors. Uh, we don't have really any more of those top pitching prospects left. Um, and, and, and the ones that we do are in the very low levels of the minors, guys we've drafted in the last two years. Um, so this could be another one where we make a play at, an, at another starting pitcher uh, in free agency as well. Um, could see, in a you know, if we're relatively in the race, you could see a trade acquisition at the deadline or something as well. There's a lot of ways to go with the fifth starter for next year. Um, uh, Matt Boyd is the only one I can even put a name to. Again, I, I don't see anyone else in this organization that's like, oh, you know, next year I expect to see them. Really, all the starting pitching uh, prospects that I, I really see are, are the three that are all in the majors already um, for, like, long-term starting pitching. So I, I – I, Kind of expect us to make another play in free agency in that sense. And again, if we're, if we're relatively competitive, the fifth could just be Matt Boyd. But we saw this year, we went into this year with, what, six starting pitchers, and now Willie Peralta and Tyler Alexander are starting every fifth day. So, like, I, I don't see us making that mistake again. I think we, if anything, we'll go overboard and sign, like, too many starters, and there will be dudes in the bullpen that were supposed to be starters or something i don't know could go a lot of different ways um but that that fifth rotation starter is is a big question mark for next season for me a really big one that i'm very interested in uh in what we do so that is uh that's starting rotation that's how i view next year's starting rotation now let's uh let's hit into this bullpen we'll wrap up on the bullpen first though Got to talk to everybody about our friends over at rockauto.com. This episode is brought to you by Rock auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of make and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while a person behind the counter orders parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers. You have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So save time and money. While using Rock Auto, why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more on the same parts from a chain store car dealership? It's pretty stupid, man. I'll be honest with you. Rock Auto is a family business serving do it yourselfers for over 20 years. The prices are reliably low for every customer. So go explore the easy to website today or find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we Sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, everybody. We are back for our final segment here at Locked on Tigers. I am your host, Scout Bentley. Let's get into this bullpen. This is a super interesting part, uh, this bullpen for, for September 1 of 2022. I will set start... Uh, by saying if we are even remotely in a a race for the playoffs, which I'm not saying will or won't happen. That's a conversation for a different day. But if we were to be even remotely in it, we are definitely going to be a team, one of those teams that buys bullpen at the deadline. Uh, We currently have four really good bullpen arms and four absolutely atrocious bullpen arms. That is not how winning teams function. (laughs) Four is great. Four is more than we've had in a long time. And it's a really good step in the right direction. And we should all be very encouraged. But having four that are so bad that it makes your team bullpen, like, ratings look like there's, like... The other four relievers are so bad that are like, hey, how does the Tigers bullpen rank like statistically? Like we're towards the bottom because of how terrible the not top 4 are. There's such a big drop off af- after that fourth uh, bullpen arm if you were to rank like the the all the relievers in our bullpen. So um it's, it's, we're, we'd definitely be a team that would buy the deadline. So I, I can't predict that because that's way too unpredictable and we're too far out. And I don't know who's expiring next year, relievers and all that jazz. So I'll just say that, that if we are even, like I said, even remotely in it, like within five or seven games even of a playoff spot at the deadline next year, you will likely see the acquisition of some controllable bullpen arms. And we saw this year, they fly, and they're, they're actually, they cost a pretty penny, especially if they're controllable. So don't expect us to give up nothing for them either, but it, it wouldn't surprise me if that was a thing that happened, okay? Now, let's say we don't buy the deadline. Just straight up, who do we expect? So the big four are all going to be there. Fulmer, Cisnero, Funkhauser, Soto. All going to be on this bullpen September 1 of next year, barring injury, okay? I don't even like saying barring injury, because you could say that about literally anyone ever, right? So, like, whatever. So those four, definitely going to be there. Jimenez, I am leaning toward yes, that Joe Jimenez will be in this bullpen still on September 1 of next year. Derek Holland will be nowhere close to this baseball team next year. Um, Buck Farmer's interesting. I would lean no, but he's interesting. I don't know. I, I go back and forth. I, I'm, I'm going to lean no on, on Buck Farmer. And you have, like, kind of the, the up and down guys. So you have guys like Alex Lang, who is proven to have electric stuff but couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat, right? So you have, like, some of those guys where if he figures it out, he's going to be here. Um uh, I mean, and this team has several bullpen arms down there in the minors that are probably close. I mean, Jason Foley could be up by next year if he takes another step in development. Uh, Will Vest, even the Rule Five pick for the Mariners, they poached from us, came back a couple of weeks ago because he wasn't working out over there. That's an interesting one. Um, there's there's quite a few. There's I mean there's even more that I'm not naming, but I, I don't I don't have time to go over um all of them so uh, there's there's a few guys that, that could be there um i think we're gonna sign a reliever i don't expect us to sign an entire bullpen i think they're pretty content with having four solid relievers but i would i i do expect us to to take another one a guy like brad Han would be super interesting he's probably going to be one of the more expensive relievers on the market so I'm not sure that's really up the alley of of the Tigers' philosophy of spending a lot on bullpen arms, but um, a guy like that who's still in his early 30s, you could sign to a multiple-year deal, and everyone would be happy about it. Um, I expect at least one of those. I don't expect four, but I do expect one. Um, And and maybe no more than one, maybe exactly one, but I do expect one. Uh, I think if you have a a bullpen of, of eight, and five of them you're confident in. That's a pretty good situation to be in, and then you can use the other three for young developing arms, whatever old veterans you took a chance on, minor league deals, in failed starters, whatever you want to do. It doesn't matter. Um, but I, I think that that's a, a much a much better situation bullpen wise than we've had honestly in a very long time. So those are gonna be my uh, that's gonna be my bullpen, and that's gonna be my team, and that's gonna be this show. Boom, off-day episode in the books. Thanks for rocking with me. I hope that this was entertaining. Um, I just, again, zero news out of the Tigers. We already talked about scope, zero game to be played. And uh, just with the scope extension, it kind of gave us a little bit better of an outlook of what next year could look like. And I think, it, I think it's a fun episode. I think it's a fun segment. We'll definitely, this is not the last time we'll do this either. We'll, we'll do this plenty uh, over the off-season, I'm sure. So, uh, so thanks for rocking with me. I hope again, hope everybody had fun listening to this. If you didn't, uh, nobody's shy about telling me my 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 bad takes and or flaws. So I, I have no doubt I'll hear about it if this sucked. But uh, but I, I feel pretty good about it. I feel pretty pumped. So thanks for listening to me. Appreciate it. And we'll be back tomorrow with some actual gameplay to go over. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope, and I will catch y'all tomorrow. Go Tigers, baby.